I'm trying to get somewhere. <laughs> I'm trying to get somewhere that's real and pure and true and eternal. Toby, can you go with your boy? Let's go. From the American Missionary Church, Apostle Joel Obobisa will inspire you with anointed, practical, and down-to-earth Bible-based teaching that will refresh, energize, and motivate you to do your best for God. Join the Apostle now as he ministers the Word of God. Amen. Well, you may be seated. Amen. Yes. You may be, you may be see, this is our first part in succession today. We're going to have a second part later this afternoon. Amen. And so if you're interested in prayers, then stay behind and join us. Amen. But right now I have only a few minutes left and I just want to jump into uh, my message and share, you know, what I can in the little time left um, with you. Amen. Last week, we were talking in, about attempting to love God because it was the week of love, isn't it? It was um, the week uh, of Valentine's Day celebrations, and we shared about loving God, attempt to love God. Amen. So we talked about why it is a great thing or a great achievement to love God. Number one, to love God is a great achievement because you're loving someone you cannot see. <laughs> Isn't it? Yes. Even people find some people crazy when they say they love God. Because it's like, who is God? To them, God is the wind. God is the universe. <laughs> God is a positive energy. You get it? God is, you know, just a higher power, is a supreme being. It's a figment of a human Im imagination, you know. And so um, they don't even understand how you can love God. Yeah. But you can love God. Amen. You can love God. Jesus said that this is when somebody came to ask him, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. Amen. It means the greatest achievement any human being can accomplish is to love God. To be able to make a genuine claim that you are a God lover is indeed a great achievement. Amen. So work towards that. Amen. Be encouraged to love God. Go deeper in God. Get to know him more and love him more and more. Amen. Right. Now, the second reason is that loving God is a great achievement because to love God is to love someone you cannot hear. <laughs> you get it? Yes. If you were to say, hi, God, 
it's likely that you will not hear anything. <laughs> do you see? So how do you love somebody that you cannot hear? The third one is similar. You know, loving God is a great achievement because loving God is to love someone you cannot feel. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. Because one of the expressions of love is touch. <laughs> Isn't it? Yes. And, and you, 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 you see that uh, it feels good. <laughs> it feels good to be loved. Isn't it? And expressed with a touch. Yeah. And, and when the touch is, is advanced to a rub, you know, or a squeeze. <laughs> uh, yeah. A gentle squeeze. You know, yeah. You know. <laughs> DJ. Okay. We now know how you got that bump. <laughs> it wasn't from singing. <laughs> I thought we made you sing too much. <laughs> but now I know. Right, number four, loving God is a great achievement because you cannot love God the way you love man. Isn't it? Yes, you cannot go love God the way you love man. You can't send him notes. Um, you can't send flowers to God. <laughs> you get it? Yes, you can't send him a text message. Uh, chocolate, you know, King's Bite. <laughs> chocolate. No, you can't. You can't give him compliments. You can't say nice things about his hair and things like that. You see, you can't go for walks with him, you know. Number five, loving God is a great accomplishment because God is great and you are nothing. Isn't it? God is such a great God that for a mere mortal to claim to love him, to be in love with him, and to have a relationship with him, meaningful relationship with him, is a great achievement. Because it is like an ant claiming to be even your pet. Do you see? Yes, if you had an ant that has become your pet and just... <laughs> you get a special ant. What, what, what's the name of your bed? Raz. Rez. Rez. We have Ren. Rene. 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 Okay. All right. And what's the name of your dog? Chispa. Chispa. And the cats? Fluffy? And who? Goel. Well. Well. see 
But do you realize that we all appreciate pets that are able to respond to human beings? And the greatest pets, the most celebrated pets, are the pets that can do fantastic things at the command of a human being. You get it? And we celebrate their intelligence, to be the ability to be able to relate with us. Do you see? The fact that you can get a dog to dance. As I saw the other day, I saw a dog that was dancing. You know? Yes. And then I saw a dog that somebody was coughing and the dog reminded the person to take his medicine and went to bring the bottle and went from there to the refrigerator to open the refrigerator and bring water. I mean, I wanted that dog. <laughs> yeah. That's the only kind of dog I can have in my house. I want a dog that can cook. <laughs> a dog that can clean. A dog that can do, can watch the kids. Yeah, that's, I mean, and wash dishes. That's the only kind of dog I can have. <laughs> but you see that we admire the animal because we think it's a great achievement for something that low to be able to relate with some being like us. Do you understand? Yes, it's a similar thing when you achieve the great feat of loving God. <laughs> are you getting it? Yes, I can imagine the angels just look at you and they are just fascinated. Look at her, look at what she's doing. In the name of God, whom she cannot see, she cannot feel, she cannot hear. She doesn't even know how great you are. She can't, her mind cannot even relate with it. Do you see? Yeah. And yet she has so much faith. Look at how many things she's willing to do just because of her love for you. And I'm sure that God looks at you and he admires you. Hallelujah. Yeah. Then the next one is that loving God is a great achievement because God is holy and you know you are not. It's now that we are praying about sin. <laughs> Do you see? Yes. And then number seven Loving God is a great achievement because God's love language is obedience, isn't it? God loves obedience. God responds to obedience. Amen. Now, that is because God himself has told us how that the way he knows that you love him it's not from you trying to touch him or sending him flowers, but just obeying what he does or what he says you should do. Isn't it? Yeah. Yes. And, you know, a love language is simply the way an individual understands love or, or feels love. Isn't it? You know, love 
they say that it's a universal language, and that is true. Do you get it? But like all languages, you know, people don't speak it with the same accent. Do, do, do you understand? Yeah. So we all speak English. But I have my way of speaking English. You guys have your way of speaking English. And it's a miracle that you can even understand me. You should thank God every day. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's the same language. Do you see? Yeah. What is she saying? Water. You see? Yeah. <laughs> and you say what? Water. See? Water. What is that? How do you spell that? That's water. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? So even though everybody, the whole world literally speaks English. But from place to place, the English is spoken with a different flavor. Do you understand? Yes. And no particular flavor is superior to any other flavor. It's just the way people from here understand and speak their English. Do you understand? Love is like that. Do you get it? So universal as it may appear, from person to person, the accent is different. So you should not assume that the way this person feels loved, if you bring it to that person, they will also feel loved. They may, but it's not a guarantee. So you need to take your time to understand what makes this particular person feel loved. Do you get it? And you may find out that this one likes flowers. That one likes you to buy them a card. Do you see a card that somebody has made and pre predetermined what is in it? Do you see? But there are other people who don't like a card that comes with printed writing. They want you to bring a blank card and you fill it. Isn't it? Are you like that? You are not like that. You are like that. You too, you are like that. Okay, you can see, right? So the flavors are different and the expressions are different. And some people feel love when you cook a lot for them. Ah, <laughs> see, that's one, one brother. One brother in the church says he, he feels loved just by your cooking. Yes, that's it. You just make the food. Yeah. And he just feels loved. You get it? Yes. Some people feel love when you remember their birthday. Isn't it? Yeah. And for some people, if you remember their birthday, it's even a problem. <laughs> it's like, 
Why are you, why are you even worrying yourself? <laughs> to re- it's my birthday. Why are you trying to remember it? Have I asked you to remind me of it? Because soon you'll be asking me to have a party and I don't have one. <laughs> you get it? So, it's from person to person is different. So, God also has his love language. God has what means love to him. And unfortunately, many times, just as from human to human, we get it wrong. From human to God also we get it wrong. Do you see? Yeah. We get it wrong from human to God. You know, we feel many times that maybe if we are to sing in a certain way in the church or if we are to do something in particular or if we are to give a lot of money or, you know, things like that, then God will feel loved. You get it? So you find people even having the audacity to be angry at God because they feel they have loved him and he has not responded. You see, but if you love God in a way that he has not interpreted as love, he will not respond in that way as you expect. Just like you also will not respond in that way if somebody tried to love you in a way that doesn't make you feel loved. You know, yeah. If you get home today and somebody has dropped a newspaper in front of your door and the person says it will show you that he loves you. (laughs) You say you are rather creating a mess here. (laughs) Get out of this place. Do you see? Yes. So we cannot love God in our own language. We must love God in his language by giving him what he has said to us. And one of the great blessings is for somebody to tell you what they want. Yes, for somebody to tell you what makes me feel loved. That's a great blessing because then you don't have to beat about the bush. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to do trial and error and get it wrong several times and so on. Just God, God is not like that. You get it. He has spelled out clearly what it means to love him. Do you see? And one of them is what we are seeing here in John 14 and verse 21 where he says, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them He it is that loveth me. Can you see that? And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him. Do you see? Yes, he will respond to your love for him, and then look at something special he will do. He said, I will manifest myself to him. Isn't it? Yes, let me at least read from my Bible so that... Just try to let the things so, so you can feel John chapter 14. Yes, that used to be the sound of Christianity, <laughs> the sound of the pages. You see, 
John chapter 21, John chapter 21, 14, I'm sorry. John chapter 14, and the verse is 21, isn't it? Okay. Yes. Now, see where it started from, verse 22. Okay. Okay, let's, let's, let's do... Yes, verse 21. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Can you see that? Then the Bible says in verse 22, Judas, not Iscariot. That means the other Judas. All right. Judas said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Because when Jesus said, I will love him and will manifest myself to him as my response to his love for me, then Judas said, no, Lord, this is discrimination. (laughs) Yeah. He said, this is discrimination. This is favoritism. It seems you, you manifest yourself to some people and not manifest yourself to others. Yeah. Don't we all deserve an equal manifestation opportunity? Do you see? Don't we all deserve to experience God in the same way and to the same extent and to the same degree? Don't we all deserve answers to our prayers? Do you see? Don't we all deserve the same answers at the same rate, in the same way that whatever you do for others, don't we all deserve that you do that for us? So Judas was bold enough to ask him the question. He said, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Meanwhile, he has just told him why he's going to manifest himself. He said, I'm doing it as a response to your love for me. You get it. But some people like to assume that everybody is the same. You understand? And Jesus is trying to say that, no, I mean, I manifest myself to those who love me. Do you see? Yes. And I'll manifest myself to somebody who loves me, not to the world. And Judas is challenging that. And Jesus, not being intimidated, comes back in verse 23 and says to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. Can you see that? So you see that Judas' question didn't make him shift his position at all. You get it? Judas thought by telling him that he's discriminating or by suggesting that it's not fair. Do you see? It's not fair that we all belong to the same church. How is it that some people get more answers to their prayers than others? How is it that some people's lives seem to 
reflect more of the power of God, you know, and not mine? How is it that some people seem to experience certain things that we don't experience? And for some people, they become bitter based on that. Do you understand? Yes, I told you before, I went to church one time and we were singing and there was one lady who wouldn't sing because the song we were singing was, and we will say that you are good and all the miracles you've done have brought us joy for we are changed and all the hope we have we place in you right now. You know, it says, and we will say that you are good and all the miracles you've done have brought us joy for we are changed and all the hope we have we place in you what right now then it has a chorus that says father we declare that we love you we declare our everlasting love for you. Father, we declare that we love you. We declare our everlasting love for you. Now, this person was in church and she was like that. Yeah. You see, and she wouldn't sing. And so, at the end of the service, I asked her, I noticed today that you were not singing in the church. Is everything okay? Then she said, no. I'm not okay. <laughs> and everything is not okay. I couldn't sing that song. Because I cannot say that God has been good to me. My experiences are the opposite of what they are saying in that song. Do you understand? Yes. So if I sing that song, I would be a hypocrite. I would be saying something I don't mean. And that's why I decided not to sing the song. You know. So she refused to sing it. You get it? Now, from the scripture, we are seeing that God does not manifest himself to everybody in the same way. It seems the love of the manifestee <laughs> Do you see? Yeah. Affects the manifesto. <laughs> yeah. If I can make my own words, at least Kelly is here. I mean, if she can accept those two words, I think. <laughs> yeah, if the lawyer says those two words, she can, she can handle them. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> Do you see? According to Jesus, let's, you know, Jesus has already said in the, in the previous verse, he said, um, verse 21, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. Do you get it? It is he who loves me. 
You get it? No matter how many are saying they love me. The one who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father. Do you see? And I will love him too and will manifest myself to him. That means he's going to see my power in his life. He's going to see my works. He will see me in his life actively. Because he loves me. You get it? So that's what ticked Judas off and said, Lord, how? <laughs> yeah, Lord, how? You get it? He said, how is it that you will manifest yourself? Verse 22, verse 22. He says, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? You are treating the world differently. This is why a lot of people don't follow you, Lord. <laughs> it's your fault, Lord. <laughs> you get it. And then, verse 23, Jesus answered and said to him, Look, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. I'm telling you. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. Do you understand? Yes. And my father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. It's interesting that we talk about the presence of God. You know, my presence, God's presence. Lord, I want you to be with me. I want your presence to be with me, you know. And Jesus is showing us how it happens. We go to people who love us. Do you see? Yes, his presence is with those who love him. Don't you also go to people who love you? And you stay away from people who don't seem to respect you, people who discriminate against you, people who have a problem with your skin color, something that you don't control, you know, people who have a problem with your accent, people who have a problem, anybody who has a problem with anything concerning you, you don't go to them. You deal with them if you have to deal with them, but they are not your friends. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. And Jesus said, that's it. We might, he said, we will make our home with him. That's different from a visit. We're not talking about a visitation of God. We are talking about where God lives. Where God can be found. Do you understand? Where God can be regularly found. I mean, if you know somebody who is a lover of God, let that person pray for you. Yeah, let that person pray for you. It will be like the person is telling his friend, you know, can you give him $5, please? Do you see? That, that's how it's going to be. <laughs> Moses said he's serious. <laughs> obey, obey, obey. It's not just a window. <laughs> you know Michelle is not around today. Things are tough. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? If you know somebody who loves God, one of the reasons why I love my church is because I know my pastor loves God. 
Oh, yes. That, I have no doubt about it. Yes. I've walked with him long enough to know that this man is a genuine lover of God. I mean, anything, anything God, anything Jesus, anything church. And it's not that he loves church. No, there are no people who love church. You get it? People love God and find the church being God's house and an assembly of God's people and therefore they are drawn to the church. Do you get it? Yes, that's why the last place you find somebody who doesn't care about God is the church. When people don't care about God, you know, they won't go to his house. They won't go to his house. Yes. <laughs> That's the last place you'll find them. You get it? Yes. But I've watched how a pastor has devoted himself. I mean, when, when he goes to other people, he's not only interested in his church. Do you get it? As in the church that God has used him to found. But he seems to have a passion for anything that is called church, anybody's church, because it's the church of God, is the church of Jesus Christ. Once God is worshipped there, once Jesus is celebrated there, he's interested in it. And he's against everyone who is against the church. Yes. Do you understand? And I'm not surprised that God seems to have made his home with him. Yeah. Do you see how sometimes at the campaigns, you know, the crusades, do you see how um, sometimes a very simple prayer? Do you get it? Very simple prayer. Yeah. Moses says, no shouting, no sweating, no stamping. <laughs> and God just seems to respond. Yeah answer the prayer with many miracles. Fantastic miracles. Do you see what I'm saying? So become a lover of God. Amen. Amen. Become a lover of God. Become somebody who loves God. Be determined that you will not be just a church attendee. You see, make no mistake about it. Attending the church is not the same as loving God. Being found in the church is not the same as loving the person whose house it is. Because when you are sitting in an Uber, it doesn't mean you are in love with the driver. No. <laughs> is it true? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is true that when you are in love with somebody, you might likely be found in that person's car. But sitting in somebody's car by itself is not evidence of a love relationship. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. That's why we can't use even church attendance. Do you see? To validate our love for God. We are talking about he has told us. You, it's about what you do with my word. That's it. Do you get it? And then he gave us two others, right? What are they quickly? What are they? Feeding his sheep. 
in John chapter 17, Jesus said to Peter, if you love me, you get, don't say, because Peter was trying to make it a whole issue. You get it? He said, don't even say it here. If you love me, feed my sheep. That's it. If you love me, you feed my sheep. Hallelujah. And then the last one is what? If you love me, you love the brethren. Hallelujah. If you love me, you do what? You love. 1 John 4.20. 1 John 4.20. 1 John 4.20. What does it say? 1 John chapter 4 and verse 20. It says that um, if a man says, let me read from my Bible for the last time <laughs> for today. Yeah. First John chapter 4 and verse 20. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. Everybody say, he's a liar. Say it again. Say, he's a liar. Yeah. Who is lying? The one who says he loves God and hates his brother. For he who does not love his he who does not love his brother whom he has seen. How can he love God whom he has not seen? Do you see? Yes. Then he says, and verse 21, this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Amen. Amen. If you love God, you will not hate the brethren. You will not hate the church. You will not hate his servants. You will not hate pastors. I heard someone saying on Facebook the other day, I hate you. He, was, he called out the name of one pastor, you know, and he said, I hate you. <laughs> How can you even say that? A lot of people who have, excuse me, such feelings, you know, they don't even say it. They wouldn't be bold enough to declare it. To just say, you know, they'll pretend even. But this person said, I hate you. Wow. That's deep. The Bible says, whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. <laughs> and no murderer has eternal life dwelling in them. That's what the Bible says. Are you getting it? Yeah. So I want to encourage us all. Let's go for God, loving him in the language that he has chosen. Amen. Amen. Let's love God in the language that he has given to us. He said, do this, and I'll take that for love. And I love the reward of loving God. He says, we will come to you. We will come to you. Me and the Father, we will come to you. Yeah. I know you're used to you going to God. But God says, my people who love me, I come to them. Yes. And I'll make my home with them. God will be in your house. Yes. God will be in your car. God will be with you. 
wherever you are, God will be with you. Yes. I can't think of a more secure life than that. That God is with me. When God is with people, he makes... Let me show you that verse real quick. The one we were sharing with the people the other day. Genesis chapter 39. He said, God was with Joseph. You get it? Yes. God was with Joseph. Genesis chapter 39. Look at it. And then... Are you ready to go home? Yes. Genesis chapter 39. Right? You found it? Verse 2, right? What does it say? Yes. The Lord was with Joseph, and what happened? He was a successful man. Do you see? Yes. I mean, that's all I want you to see. I want you to see how the Bible seems to connect God's presence with Joseph's success. Can you see that? The Lord was with Joseph, and what happened? Yes. He was a successful man. He was a successful man. And the people he worked for, Joseph's employers, they all seemed to notice it. You see, yes, you know, let me, Genesis chapter 39 and verse 2. The Lord was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man. You see, yes, he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Wow! Do you see? Yes. And verse 5. And it came to pass from that time that he made him overseer in his house. Can you see? He's being promoted because the guy, the boss has seen that the Lord is with this guy. You see? And he said he made him overseer over all that he had. You see? That the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. Do you see? And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. Why? Because somebody who loves God is around. Sydney, come, come. I'm just waiting for you so I close. <laughs> right. Now that Sydney is here, we can begin to close. <laughs> right? So what I'm saying is that the Lord blessed, look, it came to pass from the time that he made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. Now, Joseph is a lover of God. Do you see? And God says, when people love me, I come to them and I make my home where they are. So what happened is that God moved to the Egyptian's house. And when God moved to the Egyptian's house, it turned out that the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. Yeah. <laughs> the blessing of the Lord. You know, it's, it's, it's a big thing to be a lover of God. That's why I'm saying attempt the great thing of loving God. 
Yes, attempt it, attempt it, try it. This year, try to love God. Try to be a lover of God. You try very hard to be a lover of God and watch the difference it will make in your life. Look at it. Joseph's love for God is affecting his employer. (laughs) You see, and the employer saw through it quickly. He saw that things were working out for Joseph, for him because of Joseph. Do you see? Yes. And God blessed him so much. You know, in the end, Joseph ends up in prison. Do you see? Because so much went on and he went to prison. Verse 21 says, but the Lord was with Joseph. Because prison didn't change the love of God God for Joseph. Joseph didn't complain that Lord, you know, for all the love I have had for you, look at my situation. See, Joseph didn't behave like that lady who said, I won't sing the song. Do you understand? Joseph was in prison, but the Lord was with him because God lives with the person. And if the person is now going to stay in a prison, then God said, well, too bad. I'm coming there too. Let's go to the prison. I'm coming to live in the prison with you. (laughs) Yes. Do you see? The Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. When God gives you favor in the sight of the guy who is keeping you captive, then you are no longer in prison. (laughs) Do you see? Yes, and so in verse 22, what does it say? In verse 22, and the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. Do you see? And so whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. Yeah. So now he's determining where they, when they go to bed. He's determining how many hours they get outside. He's determining how, uh, what food they eat. He's determ- you, the guy is not in prison. That's not prison. <laughs> when you get to say what you want to eat, when you get to say when you want to go out, you are no longer in prison. Do you see? Yes. And the next verse, verse, the next verse, the keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. You get it? The Lord made whatever Joseph did work. Same as what was happening in the Potiphar's house. Do you understand? Yes. It's God's presence with you will cause what you're doing to work. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. Try to be a lover of God. He's going to come to you and you will find that the things you do will work. He says, whatsoever he did, the Lord made it to prosper. God made it to prosper. God made it to prosper. God will make the work of your hands prosper. Yes. God will make your family prosper. God will make your career prosper. God will make you do well. Do you understand? Because you love him. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet, everybody, and pray for the love of God to fill your heart. You know, 
pray that God will direct your heart into the love of God. You know, that God will direct your heart into the love of God. Hallelujah. That God will direct your heart from the world to himself. That God will give you a heart that loves him in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. 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 Everybody thank God for the love of God in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes. 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 Lord, I want to love you more than I ever have before you're so easy to adore Lord I want to love you more everybody just sing it very simple song Lord I want to love you more than I ever have before than I ever have before You're so easy to adore You're so easy to adore Lord, I want to love you more Sing it again, Lord, I want to love you more Lord, I want to love you again Lord I want to love you more than I ever have before oh you're so easy to adore Lord I want to love you time everybody Lord I want to love you Lord I want to love you more than I ever have before you're so easy to adore you're so easy to adore Thank you, Jesus. Now, as we close the service today, maybe you're here or you're watching us online, but you know in your heart that you're not saved, that Jesus is not the Lord of your life. I want to lead you in a prayer, and 
that you may ask Jesus to come into your heart right now. So let's pray together. Say with me, everybody, let's say this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I know I'm a sinner I know I'm a and you died for my sins. Please come into my heart. Forgive my sins, Lord. Fill my heart with your love. Help me to love you by obeying your commandments. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving my sins and for cleansing me from every unrighteousness that I may live for you and serve you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. You're so easy to adore. Lord, I want to love you more. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Now let's um, have communion. Bring the communion. Bring the communion over. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody grab one of these. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to join our pastor once again as he leads us in this communion. Amen. Does everybody have one? All right. So let's go to the First Love Center and join the prophet. You may take your communion. Father, thank you for the Holy Communion which is presented to us. We pray for the body of Jesus to be a healing and a blessing to us all today. The body of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. Blood of Jesus Christ. Yes. Place your foot on the rock to stay here. Yes. That's the spirit of the Lord. Yes. 
For when I place you upon the rock, I place you solidly upon my work and in my house. Yes. I stabilize you and make you a palm tree that grows even in bad weather and in salty ground. Receive the grace to be planted and established yes. in the rock of the house of the Lord and be a palm tree that even out of season and when there is no water and there's no good sound, yes. you come forth with wonderful fruits. Jesus. May you be a bearer Amen. of miracle fruits. Yes. May you survive and flourish. Yes. In a hostile environment. Yes. The blessing of the Lord. Yes. Yes. The Lord bless you. Amen. Lord give you peace. Amen. Yes. Lord strengthen you. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Yes. Hallelujah. What a blessing. May you survive and flourish even in the most hostile environment. Amen. Right. Hallelujah.